Welcome to Sports, Clips, and Politics with your hosts, Ben Husson and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to episode 144 of Sports, Clips, and Politics. I am Sean Hannon, joined as always by the handsome and charming Mr. Ben Husson. Mr. Husson, how was your weekend? It was great. Busy? Obviously. Uh, any nap times for you? No, no naps this weekend. Do you understand the benef- health benefits of getting naps? Yes. Okay. Just- I just choose to replace those health benefits with the benefits of cigars and running around like a crazy person. You didn't play in the bogey, did you? I did not. Oh, good. No. You're still here, so that's probably why you didn't play in the bogey. No, I, uh, what did I do? We had like three trailer events over the weekend. That oh, nice. We had to work, so we did all that. Uh, more baseball stuff. Still family in town, so spent some time with them. And then last night made a complete homemade spaghetti and meatballs. Like from like scratch. pasta from scratch? Oh, yeah. Meatballs from scratch. Wait, spaghetti pasta? from scratch. Spaghetti? You made the pasta from scratch? Sure did. Wow. Yeah, buddy. It was fun. Doesn't sound it. It's like, I love Do you know you can buy a box of spaghetti for like 59 cents? I did. I did okay. know that. But I'd Even like good spaghetti is like a dollar. I mean, the high end spaghetti might be two. But I it was fun. Like, we had all this flour. You think you spent more than $2 making pasta? No. You don't? No. I think it was cheaper. Like, I shouldn't say that. We bought the flour, but for how much the flour is like three fifty, sure. And then it's just that flour and eggs. So, from what I and used time. of the flour, no, not really. It's, I mean, listen, it's time, but I enjoy it. It's fun. It was cooking with my son. We were having a good time, joking around. All right. Well, for all you pasta makers out there in the audience, give Ben a like on the comments or whatever. I'm saying. I got a manual pasta maker thing. Like, I mean, it's... That's not... No, so you're cheating. I swear to God, it's the crank. No, no, no. Cheating is using the kitchen aid. Okay. This is the manual, like, I got to go through when we were doing that. Like, we're doing... we're, We're kicking it like it's 1985 in here. Before they had KitchenAid, although I did. I mean, I was alive in 1985, just a record. I was, too. I'm not sure if KitchenAid was around, but probably. They didn't have these big KitchenAid mixers that they have now with every attachment known to man. That's my point. But I did use the KitchenAid mixer to knead the dough because I got tired of that real quick and just decided to not issue all modern convenience, and I let the KitchenAid do the kneading. Some rationale seeped in, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I did that, and then everything else we did literally by hand. All right, well. It was great. Well, leave Ben a like on the video. (laughs) For making spaghetti when he could have bought it for a dollar. Um, please subscribe to the channel. Leave us a five-star rate and review if you listen to us on the podcast, uh, wherever you may be listening to us. But on to episode 44, another uh, mishmash of uh, topics. The world seems to just be spiraling out of control. I think we're at the part where the top is just starting to wobble. Like, it's been spinning really fast, and now it's like like this, and everybody can see it. And they're like, is it going to regain? Is it going to re-catch? And it's not. It doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like there's anything that's going to be able to get us back spinning coherently. No, I think we're past the point of no return. So, what do you think happens when we end? I don't know. Curious to find out. <laughs> I hope I'm not around. I mean, I mean, or I have a really good view. I mean, one of the two. Either I don't want to be here, or I want to be like so primed, positioned to watch the whole destruction that I could watch that as it's going out. I mean, climb I'm to the top gonna, of a mountain or something. Yeah, I'm watch gonna, the floods. I'm just gonna keep working on making sure that. We're okay, like making pasta from scratch and growing food and touching grass, touching grass every day. It's a good day. Yeah, well, at least you guys will survive. See, you're come on, you're more than welcome. You know that. Yeah, well, we'll see if I get there. All right, let's touch on some news. You know who Sage Steele is? I do. Oh, do you know she left ESPN? I heard. Do you know why? No. 
wokeness. So this stems from a long, this happened a while ago. So I actually went back through and listened to Sage Steele. She was a guest on Jay Cutler's podcast, not the bodybuilder Jay Cutler, but the former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler. Didn't know there was a bodybuilder named Jay Cutler, but thank you for clarifying. He's a giant. I mean, he's short, but he's massive. Anyway, so um, probably wider than he is tall. Sure. But former Mr. Olympia multiple times. There are people out there, I'm guessing, who know who Jay Cutler, Mr. Olympia is. I'm not sure. I I have met him, so I know who he is. But he's short. Anyway, so Jay Cutler has his own podcast. I believe it's called Uncut. Very creative. Um, Had Sage Steele on. I went back and listened. It was like maybe a year and a half ago. So I went back and listened to it. So there was three things that seemed to be the genesis of her leaving ESPN from this podcast, like stemmed from this podcast. Um, She mentioned her fight with the COVID vaccine policies. She was one of the last people at at ESPN to actually get the vaccine. She did say she got the vaccine, and she basically did it because she was trying to keep her job. Now, in hindsight, she left that job a few months later. Maybe she should have had a different opinion then, and if she were going to leave now, then maybe you could have left then. I'm not trying to critique her career moves because she knows – where she was in her life better than I do. Um, but in hindsight, it could be pretty easy to be like, oh, man, she probably shouldn't have caved and got that when she was going to leave anyway. Um, but I found this weird thing that has come in the aftermath of all this. So she stayed, stayed still recently when I'm Megan Kelly. And so there was a time where she was on The View, and apparently Barbara Walters uh, got in her grill a little bit there because of she was coming uh, too aggressively at President Obama at the time. Sage was. Sage was coming, like, being anti-Obama, if you will, cr- critical of Obama, and Barbara Walters cornered her in the green room and basically gave her an elbow. Was it about the tan suit? Uh, maybe. All right. I don't. I didn't get into. I didn't watch the Mike and Kelly interview with Sage Steele, so sure. I don't know what point they're referencing. But she's basically saying that Sage Steele was, you know, looked down upon by the rest of the view, the members of the View there. But um, I mean, I don't know what else it could have been because I've been reliably informed by our media corporations that the only scandal of the obama presidency was that he wore a tan suit i mean we're gonna bring up we're gonna bring up epstein later in obama so that might go away i mean so i guess the imprisonment of journalists the tapping of their phones the drone bombing of american citizens and innocent people in other countries were all just figments of my imagination I was it was Obama that was president when we actually ran out of bombs, right? Like I'm not making that up. Like they uh, I think that was under his term, yeah. Drone bombs because they had bombed so many people. Operation Fast and Furious was a part of that. The tarp bailouts were in there. Man, I like thank God that there was only the tan suit and I just imagined all these other ones. Yeah. But I not really sports, but I find this weird that Sage Steele was confronted by at that at that point like an 85-year-old Barbara Walters was getting in her grill. If I was Sage Steele, I just would have dropped her. Broke her hip. Yeah, something. Just breathe on her heavy. <laughs> so what, with her leaving ESPN now, yeah. like why is she, so she was the COVID policy, then what else was the? Uh, so she was critical of Obama. This Maybe this was the stemming of the Barbara Walters thing. So Barbara Walter was asking her, Sage Steele, why do you say you're biracial? And she's like, well, because I'm biracial. Um, but. Barbara Walters' contention was that, yeah, well, Obama's biracial, but he calls himself black, right? And Sage Steele was like, well, that's kind of a disservice to his mother who raised him and his grandmother who raised him and his black father was went back to Indonesia, right? So Sage Steele calls out Obama's, you know, blackness, if you will. Didn't go over well with uh, Baba Wawa and the uh, crew at The View there. So clearly she likes to speak her mind. Uh, she does... 
uh, comes from a military background. You know, she was a, a self-admitted army brat, so she traveled around. She, you know, grew up in that world. Uh, I'm guessing it has uh, influenced her perspective a little bit, but she seems to be on the conservative side of politics, uh, which is directly opposition of what ESPN is trying to do on a daily basis. So not shocking that she's no longer uh, a host on SportsCenter, but, you know, still crazy that we're still getting ramifications of this nonsense COVID policy and wokeness at ESPN, and they're still having fallout from it. Can we just, like, take a minute and appreciate the fact that our world is so insane right now that you are a presumed conservative if you found things to be critical about of a Democrat president, if you think that somebody who is biracial should identify as biracial, and that you didn't want to take an emergency use experimental medication for a virus that posed zero statistical threat to you. Like, the idea that I could say these things and be, like, ultra-conservative, basically a MAGA guy. So she also said that other ESPN female hosts and hosts, female uh, journalists from other uh, uh, organizations had asked her how to, you know, for advice, and she basically said, I'm not going to help you because of the way you dress. So she basically called out these women, basically saying, you know, if you want to be good, I'll help you be good, but don't be, you know, unbuttoning your shirt to get access to it. So... She, those three things were the three things in the Cutler podcast, the critiquing of women's dress in the professional atmosphere or environment, the Obama biracial thing, and the uh, medical, medical emergency uh, uh, vaccine that she took. So how long ago was the biracial thing? Like, when did that happen? Well, the, the, it happened on the Cutler podcast. So that's where she mentioned it. So. I don't know when Barbara Walters asked her why she wasn't biracial, but she referenced Got that's it. when it happened. So Got the genesis it. of it happened on The View. She brought it back up on the Jay Cutler podcast, basically defending herself, being like, well, I'm biracial. And again, calling out Obama's black dad, who you know kind of went AWOL after uh, Obama was born or whatnot. Yet him, say latching on to is probably not the right word, but using black as his uh, racial description as opposed to biracial seems weird I to embrace think, the one side of the family that kind of left you high and dry i mean as a very very white person i don't like have a strong opinion on this one way or another but i also like i don't see if, if barack obama as a biracial individual wants to identify as black and sage Steele as a biracial person wants to identify as biracial and they want to be critical of each other i don't see why you would take one side over the other on that i think that's a legitimate conversation that sure. you could have of like yeah I don't, whatever you want to call yourself i don't really yeah. care as yeah as but most to, things to be life. critical of somebody who's made that decision seems back right. back asswards so for a white woman to be like well why don't you say just black because like, yeah. my one parent is white why do i just disregard listen, that good, parent good on sage for calling her right back out be like well why well why did obama you know side with the black side of his family the one who basically abandoned him yeah, so fair. but i mean Barack Obama as the black president is way more appealing to a voter class, especially the ones who've been made to be uh, 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 guilty in their minds, uh, versus Barry Soerto, whatever the fucking real name is, the Barry Obama. You ever heard his real last name? No. Soerto. S-O-E-R-T-R-O. Soerto. Okay. That's his, like, First not... name? That's his not Obama name, yeah. Where did Obama come from? Uh, his dad, but he was Barry Soerto growing up as biracial white guy, half guy. And then when he decided to be politician, I believe he embraced the Barack Hussein Obama black guy. Does anybody still call him bathhouse Barry? Uh, I don't know. I've heard some rumors recently. 
Bow, chicka, bow, do. Better him move and, out. Him from and Trudeau this. are hanging out. <laughs> what? Uh, now the. <laughs> All right. Did you watch any of the golf this weekend? No. It's like the almost the championship. Did you see the Steelers whipped up on your Bills? I did see that. I didn't watch any of it, but I heard. I heard I mean, it wasn't I a good performance for, by yeah. the Bills all the yeah, way around. I, I didn't watch any of it. I saw some highlights. I, was I figured I would bring spaghetti. it up here. And I, if I had my terrible towel over here, I'd wave it. You could. I would accept that. Yeah. And it's preseason. I was too busy saving 88 cents by making my own spaghetti from scratch to watch football this weekend. Yeah, that's why you're a better man than I. <laughs> all right. So this is. let's talk about something that's very bothersome, something I still harbor rage about. Sure. Masks. They seem to be coming back. I don't have this in the show notes, but I feel we have to talk about this. So let me read. Both upstate medical hospitals to require masks again as COVID cases tick up. Now, this is dated August 17th, 2023. Now, SUNY Upstate is a uh, Syracuse hospital. Um, Community General is also affiliated with them. Excuse me, both reimposed mandatory face maskings Thursday morning. After reporting an uptick in COVID-19 cases, are you scared of the new variant Eris, Mr. Husung? E-R-I-S, if you're looking how to spell it. Thank you. Um, I am as afraid of this variant as I was of the last variant. How's that? Fair. Um, but this one is scarier. It sounds it. Eris sounds way scarier than Omicron BA 2.6. Yeah, this is technically Eris... B.A. something. I, I don't know. ruin it. Yeah, I can't remember it all. But, but Eris. All right. I don't know. Some probably some Greek god that I am unfamiliar with right now. But do you think, and let's piggyback this on the idea that Alex Jones, your boy. My boy. Your boy Alex Jones came out and said he has a TSA whistleblower who yeah. came to him and said, expect mask mandates on flights coming as early as September. That's uh, like three days, five days or whatever it is, 10 days. No, it's um, like 10. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So we've gone through this a little bit. Yeah. Um, a lot of it. We, I think we were, I don't say about it, ahead of the curve is probably not the right way. Uh, uh, we were at least surrounding ourselves with alternative opinions during the first mask craze that allowed us to kind of not be influenced by the panic that was ensuing and kind of didn't really have to worry about that. Do you think that there's enough people who were now close enough on our side that this can ever happen again? Not to the extent it did last time. I think compliance will be much lower than it was last time. Hospitals might be the exception. Like people will do it because going to the hospital is not usually like an optional thing. You usually have to go. Yeah, I mean, usually the the building's full of sick people, so I mean, right. I guess if you're going to try to block something, I guess maybe. I but as far as like, do I think they could get away with it in stores, restaurants, and all that shit again? No, I don't think you so. don't think that, so. Do you think so? Two things: we have a federal possibility of an emergency declaration, and then we have the Kathy Hochul state declaration. Do you think? Do you think Kathy Hochul would declare emergency without a federal emergency? Yes. I do too. And so in large part, you know, most people could dismiss a federal emergency at this point. I, again, you have insulation from your governor. So if your governor is not going to abide by it, you might just write it out and not ever have to deal with it. But do you think most people are just going to, I still think there's even a, from 2020, there is over the two or three years of Biden just existing, people 
cannot think this guy is all together. So do you think that him determining, you know, him putting out emergency declaration would get dismissed easier than a Governor Hochul, for for example? Um, yeah. So you think more people are willing to tune out Biden? I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, dude, the people are like, okay, this dude's off his rocker. We're not yes. going to listen to this guy. But if Kathy Hochul came out and did it, you're like, okay, she's, you know, she might be off her rocker for different reasons. I might not agree with her or whatever, but like there's more, uh, I don't know. Credibility? Yes, to the declaration because Biden's a vegetable. So I, I maybe, but I think it's it goes beyond the fact that Biden is a vegetable. I think that it's a, Biden is indefensible at this point for anybody, even if you still support him. Like if you want to talk about his mental acuity, his compassion, his candor, like you, you, you're going to get laughed at. Um. And there's nobody in the wings that you're going to bring out. Like, Anthony Fauci was the guy. Like, Anthony Fauci was America's doctor. Anthony, there was, there was memes on Facebook of him staring off into the distance with, I stand with Dr. Anthony Fauci, and people were proudly putting that up there. That dude's gone. He ain't coming back. Like, there's nobody to fill that role as far as I can see right now. Not with the same clout. I mean, there is somebody in his role right now. Sure. But it's not. They don't, They don't. she, I think, is doesn't have the same kind of uh, cachet or They've uh, lost gravitas, right, yes. yeah, that he had, right. And so it, Because even if you were a believer in masking, there's so many other lies to point to that you're just like, nobody can come in now and be like, hey, we should just, they're the experts. Just two weeks to doctors. flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. If I hear that again. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> but it was. I mean, that's that's where I don't think they could do it one way or the other. And there's certainly nobody in New York that's going to. Kathy Hochul is accepted but not loved. Not like there's no huge Kathy Hochul fans. No, but the political makeup of the state, if we and people like us came out and pushed back against that, the the demographics of the state just say we're going to be outnumbered because downstate and these big cities are going to be on Kathy Hochul's side and they might just do it just because they don't like me and you or the, what we, me and you stand for. And they might just do it despite themselves and actually just mask up because it's political expedience for them. I, I think there are people out there who will just do it because they're on the right side of the political aisle of the person executing the mandate which is bonkers because it would probably happen the other way too, I guess, if there was a Republican governor, I think. But I think these people are very tribal, and so it's not that they appreciate Kathy Hochul or think Kathy Hochul's right, but they just don't like this other group over here. So if they can be anti that group, they're going to figure out a way to do it, and wearing a mask is was the first way to do it. You know, they could basically, you could delineate political affiliations by who was wearing a mask and who was not wearing a mask, which was bonkers to me. I mean, yes, I agree with that, which was wild. Uh, I think at this point, though, just based on my casual conversations with people that were not, some of them were like true believers, but a lot of them were just like, all right, well, we're just going to do it. It's a very strong, almost visceral reaction to hearing this of, F that, no. Okay, I and, so, and I, I'm, I would love to hear that because I think most people do not want conflict in their life, right? They that's will fair. back away. They just, like, they'll just comply to comply to get out of the conflict. I think that's right. There are some people out there who, and maybe I think there are more of them now, for sure, who have just been hardened to that and they're like, okay, you know, like, I'm going to get killed. Like, I mean, I'm going to get killed if whatever, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting it almost. So I think there's going to be, there's going to be a bigger need this time for people. I mean, again, I'm just going to use us as superheroes. So us to come out into the public and not comply and go about their normal way of life, be do their business, yes. 
open the shop without mask mandates. Do be normal. It's going to take the people who don't want conflict are going to have to point to something being like, okay, well, there's people out here doing it this way. And I'm going to try to align myself as closely as I can with them. And I think if there's enough of us that, that it works, it stops it in its tracks. And listen, if there's a voluntary mask thing and people are like, oh, we should recommend masks. People want to wear the mask, wear the masks, you know, whatever. I'm not here to try to tell you how to live your life, but just don't do the same thing to me. Right. Right. And I do think it would be fair to point out that upstate SUNY upstate, that Dr. Stephen Thomas of Upstate Medical University, the hospital that instituted this mask mandate, yeah. is also, or was also, tapped as the lead principal investigator for the Pfizer-BioNTech Global Phase Three COVID-19 vaccine trial. Well, of course he was. Now, this gets mentioned zero times in any article. If you went through this article, they actually have a picture of Stephen Thomas here, not mentioned. Any article that you, I mean, he has basically been the go-to quote-unquote expert for the local news media here they go to this guy for answers on all the questions that happen without acknowledging or divulging the fact that he's clearly got a bias right i mean and like i said i don't i don't think anything of this dude i think he's a piece of scum to be honest with you so um i hope he hears it the i i I mean i agree that like the closing of school seems like Completely unlikely, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that we would get to a point where they think they're readdressing closing of schools. That was such a big problem. Yes. I don't think most people realize or, or think that social distancing was helpful. Like, I'm, I think most people think that it was kind of like whatever, like just a necessary part of the whole kabuki theater or whatever. I think people would get on board with social distancing again. Actually. Oh, you do? I do. I yeah. think that one that people could go with until like, because people don't understand that's like, that was why they kept saying it was droplet transmission and not aerosolized transmission was that that was the only way social distancing made sense, even though they finally had to admit it was aerosolized because the evidence was so overwhelming for so long that it became unjustifiable. But then they, I hybrided it with like, oh, well, it's both. And droplet is primary. Like, what? That No, there's no way that's true. That's insane to even say that out loud as a doctor. But I think people would still, if you said like, hey, keep the social distancing i think i think more people would do that than would wear masks how's that yeah i mean if i listen in hindsight now with new perspective like if i saw some coughing hack over there like i'd probably keep my distance right so like i, mean, I, I would have done that anyway but sure yeah. right but i mean now like there's like a heightened awareness right so sure. I'm like okay well let me listen I, i've been i've worked retail my whole life like people have coughed on me probably my whole life sure. right so like i've never i've been oblivious to it for the general but now a little bit of heightened awareness you're a little bit more aware of how things work and whatever and you kind of maybe you could you know self-regulate your social distance around those people but i i don't know i feel like like i can't imagine social distancing being implemented back in restaurants right like i mean can you I can't either no no i can't yeah like i just can't either so all right well i'll be we'll keep you guys updated on the uh mask mandates uh <laughs> as they unroll if they do in fact unroll here but i thought we were over this and doesn't seem to be that and you know my simple facebook post of do not comply today has been very popular which i was not expecting really to be that popular but i think people kind of feel that there's something brewing and i did get a couple messages after that being like what did you hear and i'm like you know showed them some things i'm right. like, and this is where we're at like i you know it's nothing you know 
firm, but it seems like there's enough smoke here to where like, if you're going to do this again, we're going to, I'm going to do it again. So like, I won't be as nice this time just for everybody who's paying attention. It's fair. (laughs) All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. So we briefly touched on this last week, but now I have some questions. You would seem to have some, uh, inclination that there was some uh, nefarious actions out in Maui. I think things are not adding up entirely. So I do think that there are some questions that we should ask. So some of the things um, that have happened just since our last show, and I don't have any videos loaded up. You can, there's hundreds and hundreds of videos, some crazy videos of, of what happened in Lahaina. Um, But a couple things, and I'm just going to put them all out there and then we can kind of talk about them as we need to. So, Obviously, this, fi- this fire is raging. No, they have this, this tsunami warning system in place. It's supposed to be able to use in other situations. It was not used in this situation. The chief uh, of the emergency management of Maui has since resigned after uh, stating that he made the decision not to fire the alarms uh, because he thought that would send people into the highlands. Uh, I guess, understandable in that scenario, but uh, a couple other things we'll add on there. Apparently there was a, uh, a throttling of water to certain parts of the Island through somebody who, you know, for five hours, apparently as they were trying to uh, uh, maintain equity as what it was told God. for water nonsense. And then this idea that the, because there was all these power lines down, they were starting to block roads because live wires were down or whatever. But apparently the main road out of Lahaina was blocked by police as people were trying to escape the fire. So basically just backed up all, I mean, there's only one way in and one way out of Lahaina. It's, Ooh. it's one road. It's, there's a couple bypasses where you can get around, but it's pretty much one road in one road out and it was blocked from getting out away from the fire. So anybody who was, could go the other way into the fire, but you could not get out of the fire. So that seems I'm not backwards. saying that was intentional, but there was a, a confluence of terrible decisions made by the people who are getting paid to make the decisions to save people's lives that backfired completely. And, you know, we still have 850 missing people, probably mostly kids at this point because kids were out of school. Par- parents were working. People, people were working in their jobs until like 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. By 3, 4 o'clock, the town was burned to a crisp. So they did not know anything was going on. The school had been sent home because of fire up in the upland, and they sent all the kids home. So they were all, they, nobody knew to get out. So all these kids, uh, you know, there's been some uh, heated discussions with the governor because the governor will not indicate whether or not they're adults or kids of the people who have been found or not. Um, but it seems as though the majority or the sentiment seems like the majority of these deaths are going to be children, which is, you know, sad beyond just a whole nother level of sadness. Right. So I don't know. Tell me what you hear about Maui. Like I said, I, I've been there. I was there in 2018. It is, I mean, it was literally like one of the most beautiful places on the planet. It was so cool. Like the, the, the landscapes were nothing you could ever see. It was a great town, had a great time. The whole vacation at, at this point, everywhere we stayed is burned to the ground. The, 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 the restaurants we stayed all gone. And even, you know, as a side note, the uh, volcano eruption in 2019 took away the other part of our vacation. That was the, uh, 
volcano park on the Big Island also destroyed uh, through a, a different set of obviously circumstances. But I don't know. You never been to Maui? Never been. No. Well, I wouldn't go now. Um, I don't know. What's your take on the uh, on this uh, whole thing? I guess. I mean, it's just very odd how poorly this was handled. And I don't have a lot of faith in government, but even by my very low standard to which I hold all bureaucrats and politicians and government officials, this was a level of incompetence that was, it's, it's hard to believe that you could just be this bad at your job. Like, at the at the risk of bringing up a older um, meme trope, whatever, like, you had one job. You are the director of emergency management on this island what do you mean you didn't sound alarms? What do you mean you were rationing water in an equitable nature? Like, how? And then it's some of the odd things, too, of, like, it is weird that so much of the place got burned and then random places just didn't get burned at all. And that's yeah, and it's weird. Sure. And, I mean, it's a firestorm, so I'm not. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. It's And it's made worse by the fact that the areas that did get burned was predominantly the locals and the place that didn't get burned was predominantly the billionaire's second homes yeah. and all that didn't get burned whatsoever and, you know put that on the backdrop of the locals having this and probably a real fear of outsiders coming in and buying up the land there because it's so valuable now why would they ever fear that is it only because that's exactly how it became a state is that right so and again lahaina was the capital of hawaii kingdom like it was when it was a kingdom like that was the capital of oh, i didn't realize of, that of, of of hawaii yeah so i mean some of the buildings there were from the 1700s. Um, I mean, it was an old, old, old town. So um, let me bring up one weird thing that may, I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but police chief. Are you familiar with the police chief here? Yep. Um, what's his name? John Pelletier, I think his name is. I'm trying to find his. Here it is. So. Yeah, police chief John Pelletier. Did you know that he the same John Chief Pelletier was the incident commander during the Las Vegas massacre in 2017. Do you think there's any correlation to the fact that we haven't really gotten much information out of Las Vegas and we're really not getting much information out of Maui? Do you think that they're related? I, I have no idea how they would be. It just seems as a, it's an odd coincidence. I mean, there are no. I don't, I don't know. I don't know John Pelletier from a hole in the wall. Obviously, I, I guess he's from Buffalo. So yeah. maybe maybe you know him. I don't. Um, he looks maybe a little bit more my age than your age. But anyway, you know, I can get the idea of okay, he was a police chief of a tourist center in Vegas, and now we're going to another tourist center in Maui. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But the idea that both of these things happened, and we're getting almost no information coming out from these things, makes me wonder about this dude's uh, integrity myself. So. Um, again, I don't know him, but there seems to be some weird parallels. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the full, let me just preface this by saying, uh, you know, I love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like I not, I'm not common. I mean, like three years ago, you didn't. I, no, I didn't. You're right. It, now. It, that's a recent adjustment in my life. <laughs> uh, but now like the, and the weirder they are, the better. Like yeah. that just is the more convoluted. Awesome. It doesn't mean I believe it. It doesn't yeah. mean that I'm, I'm subscribing to this notion. They are just you'll be amazed at how many conspiracy theories are out there once yeah. you go down this rabbit hole. It's kind of wonderful. And so the conspiracy theory on this one is that they have directed energy weapons. They, and this is the elite 
cabal that has been ruling the world surreptitiously like the Epstein client list, essentially, has been, and, and intelligence agencies of CIA and Mossad actually do have directed energy weapons. Now, is that impossible? No. No, I, I mean, I, if, if you found out tomorrow that they actually have been in possession of these for 20 years, how shocked would you be? No, not shocked at all. Right, and, and if they did have them, would they just come out and tell everybody? No. Of course not. So I can't rule it out. It's entirely possible. Yeah. And that the idea being they do want more land for the elite billionaires and the higher class people that are not you and I. So therefore, if you just go through and burn up all the properties of the locals. And kill them. And kill a lot of them. And just as importantly, you kill off the tourist industry that that island relies upon so these people can actually have their money. And then you can sort amongst insurance companies and banks that the insurance company just goes to pay off the existing debt but they still owe taxes and everything else and they no longer have jobs that you're going to get large swaths of these people who then need to sell their property to the rich folks that just want to buy up more and i don't know why they would want hawaii per se other than it's beautiful but i like i, I don't that's where the conspiracy theory is kind of like well why this particular place yeah why unless unless that's trouble? the part of the world that rises during the next cataclysm then it would make total sense make total sense because at one point it was above it way was, above and way now above. it's kind of yeah now well and now it's and that's what i mean now, does that mean it's true no but it's a it's one of those of huh why, well, I guess you could do that, and that that would explain why some yeah. things burned and, and some things didn't, and that would be. Am I am I ruling it out? Like, no, we're talking about whoever they are. If again, the yeah, BlackRock, BlackRock, or I mean, that they do it. CIA, Mossad, the Cabal, the yeah. Cabal, Klaus von Schwab, whatever yeah. Schwab. Thank you. Uh, if these, if you, if you start with the acceptance of these are the same people that ran a pedophile sex ring for thirty years and continue to do so. What won't they do? Yeah, I mean, that's I'm, wild, right? No, I, I said it. I would never dismiss it. No, which is sad. I know. Um, not saying I subscribe to it, right? I'm just saying I'm not ruling it out either. If that turns out to be the case, no, because there are a bunch of effing shitty people on this planet that clearly have been running the show here for a long time, and I'm not putting anything past them. No, which is mind-boggling. Oh, that's gross. Look at that. It's a bad tell. <laughs> So anyway, I, I guess we'll pay attention to what's going on on Lahaina, Maui there. Um, There's just enough oddities and coincidences for me to go, huh. Yeah. and Let's see what happens with this. I mean, do I think most people are like, I don't know. Like, do I, it's easy for me to see how all these people failed too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, the emergency management guy had no emergency management experience. He was literally the mayor, chief of staff. And then he just got promoted to the emergency management guy. So by, when he leaves, like, not shocking. He's like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Whoops. I'm out of here. So who knows? Did I he mean, resign citing health concerns? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, his own health concerns. I know. Getting taken out by the locals. Anyway, crazy times in Maui. Yeah. Feel bad for that. All right. Speaking of Hawaii, President Obama. He says he's from Hawaii. You're throwing the he says in? We're going full conspiratorial <laughs> today. We're there. He actually made a statement today. It was so such terrible. Like, he's he has faded fast. Here's the good news. Like, his, his, like I mean, he's, his physical, like, appearance looks like it's dwindling quickly. His stature has certainly dropped post-presidency. Post-vaccine. Like, yeah, oh, that too. <laughs> but 
I will say this. Whatever comments he made on Hawaii, they could not have been worse than Joe Biden's vacation. No comment. Only to turn around and take a second vacation and still not do anything about Hawaii. That's wild. Well, right now he's staying out in Lake Tahoe at uh, Tom Steyer's Tom house. Steyer's house with his boy Hunter. That's it, buddy. Man. Weird. All right. Speaking of Hawaii again, President Obama, who says he lived there. Zoom it again. Jeffrey Epstein referred to Obama White House counsel to J.P. Morgan as potential customer. So this name, Catherine Rumler, or Rimler, or Remler, uh, was outed, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago. We brought her name up here when yeah. uh, Mortimer was brought up. Remember Mortimer, the rich guy? Yes. <laughs> he just so rich. Her name was also outed during that uh, disclosure of uh, uh, contacts of Jeffrey Epstein through his, I think it was through his calendar. Now, Catherine Rimler, who's now the general counsel for Goldman Sachs, weird, um, was touted by Epstein's personal assistant to J.P. Morgan as a would-be customer. Now, remember, J.P. Morgan is basically in a bunch of heat for uh, allowing Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring banking through their bank. Um, you had mentioned Obama doesn't have any scandals. Do we have the brewing of a Epstein connection here with Mr. Obama? Because that would make my life really interesting. I mean, I think that it's an inevitability that it's going to come up. They're all connected. Right. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know anything about this Kathy Rumler girl other than she apparently hangs out with the wrong people. Um, hopefully she gets paid, but I don't know. I saw these two names together and I, was, I couldn't resist talking about it. So maybe. Give it time. Give it time to percolate. Jeffrey Epstein is the Kevin Bacon of the world political elite. Everybody's got six degrees of separation. I mean, first of all, this is this is a CNBC article, which I purposely put that on there because I thought it was funny that they actually put this out there. So I'm guessing this is probably a little bit of controlled demolition here. If anything, they're like, yeah, let's uh, put out some stuff, but not all the good stuff, and right. let's try to send them down the wrong path here. So I'm going to keep looking. I like it. I uh, think there might be something more than some smoke here. So I don't know. It's... Uh, Keep digging. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the only one digging, I'm sure. Oh, no. People are looking. So, but it is what it is, I guess. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this country that would like to find that connection. Well, I mean, there's seemingly a long line of uh, very influential people who have been in the White House that somehow Jeffrey Epstein keeps showing up at. So, it would be weird if all of a sudden during that eight years he was not showing up at the the White House anymore, I mean, or not have influence at the White House anymore, but it seems sure. as though that I might be uh, wrong on that. So I don't know. Let's keep an eye out on Obama and Epstein. That'll be fun for me. All right. Let's move gears to the current uh, White House. Oh, look, I don't even have you guys. You got to tell me when I don't have uh, video up there for you guys. Um, so, Let's move on to the Joe Biden crime family here. So let's touch base on the Hunter Biden plea deal. This seems to, uh, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, we talked about it um, back when uh, it was first released. And hey, I'm going to play around with my uh, video here for you guys. Um, sorry. Bear with me. I'm bearing. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. We're good. The people on the podcast version hate me, but the people with the video version love me now. So we got video. So 
Hunter Biden. Yep. Lawyers. Sure. Um, working a deal, an immunity deal with the uh, U.S. attorney, David Weiss. Turns right. out, was going to have no charges. No charges were going to be brought against Hunter Biden until the IRS whistleblowers came forward. And then the plea deal started to uh, kind of waver because they had all this information. They're like, uh, here it is. And we get David Weiss, who uh, gets promoted, if you will. I don't know if promotion's the right thing, but a co- a po- appointed yep. special counsel. Yep. I found this today, Mr. Husung. I don't know that we've talked about this, but maybe you are aware of this. I'm going to bring up right to this article. Before investigating Hunter Biden, prosecutor David Weiss worked with brother Bo Biden. Well, of course he did. David Weiss, the special counsel investigating Hunter Biden, has long targeted Delaware's powerful interest. His one-time experience with Bo Biden potentially complicates the probe. Now, this is in the Washington Post. Oh, boy. So, I mean, he was, Bo Biden was the state's attorney general, right? So, I'm assuming that's where the relationship comes from. I find it uh, unsettling that this relationship exists when he's supposed to be investigating the same family that he used to work for. I like that you said used to work for. Yeah, you know what I mean. He probably still does. Probably. I mean, Bo's dead. I'm aware of that. Oh. He died in Iraq, Joe told me. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is a little weird. And again, remember, this is, you know, the... Created this plea deal where he was basically going to get out from, you know, this gun charge where he was going to get immunity for all this other stuff. This was all agreed upon by this guy. Yep. And then when the judge called him out... They're like, he's just scrambling, trying to save face, basically being like, uh, no, we're not, that doesn't count. Like we can still, you know, process fire investigation. We can still do all that stuff. Even if this guy comes out with a, like a report, like, do you care what it says? No, no, it's, it's nothing. It's literally, he's going to come out with nothing. He looks like Mike Bloomberg, which is terrifying. Um, no, listen, this guy was, the reason they selected him as special counsel is very simply because they knew that he wouldn't really go after him. So it's being, Merrick Garland is going to be able to say, well, I did what I, I was appointed a special counsel, outside counsel, just to investigate the president because I'm a good boy and I'm a good public servant. And then you find out like, oh, it's the equivalent of um, hiring somebody's personal lawyer to investigate them. Like, no, of course that doesn't count. Yeah, which just kind of pushes back against all, every time they say Trump appointed U.S. attorney, you'd be like, yeah, the guy who used to work for Bo Biden. Like, that should be the next thing. Like, n- nobody's going to say that, though. They all want to just make it a Trump appointee right. when this guy is clearly a establishment hack. And, you know, Mitch McConnell was really putting the judges up. It wasn't like Trump signed off because like, he's a right. dope because he's a dope and just listens to clowns in charge like Mitch McConnell. Yeah, he didn't do a great job. Uh, no. And so this is a Mitch McConnell guy, which again is an establishment guy, which is just like the Bidens. So Mitch McConnell is a uniparty guy. Yeah, exactly. As are the Bidens. The right. Bidens are, you They're know, on probably the same side guys, just in case you weren't clear on that already. Yeah. And so anytime anybody basically points out that this guy was a Trump appointee, you can make the argument that, uh, just make the, uh, comparison that, okay. Yeah. Didn't he also work for Bo Biden? Yeah, I think he did. So, I don't, you know, I still think this is going to be the downfall of Joe Biden's uh, re-election. I don't know, do you see CBS? I didn't pull this up, but CBS referred to Biden yesterday as the former president. Stop. <laughs> Whoops. Jump the gun a little. Whoops. Um, craziness. I, I do not think he makes it to the first primary. You know, I don't know if that means Gavin Newsom, Andrew Cuomo, or any of these other clowns. RFK, baby. Yeah, well, he's 
you know, he's basically, a, you know, he's not going to win the nomination. Um, I, I'd be stunned if he did anyway. I just don't think they will allow it. And at the convention, they just will not allow it. So no, I they think have they super, definitely, they, this is why COVID needs to make a comeback. They need mail-in ballots. They, they, right. There's no way they can have this. Yeah, the only way Biden wins is, you know, ballot stuffing. Um, yeah. So I don't know what to make of this. I assume this plea deal is go- like the gun charge, all that stuff is back there. I'm assuming this is going to trial. Good. Um, I don't have strong opinions of a uh, uh, justice being served uh, of course through not. this prosecutor and, and through the Department of Justice. But I think there'll be enough smoke there to keep Biden from running. And then again, we got a whole game changing, you know. Yeah. Right now. They haven't been able to critique Gavin Newsom's COVID policies because he's technically not running. But, man, if he's the one coming, between him and Cuomo, who had worse policies? I mean, that's literally, I mean, you're going to have Trump, Cuomo, who Cuomo praised Trump's handling of COVID, and Gavin Newsom. I'm like the three tyrants of of COVID craziness. I'm still closer to voting for Trump than I've ever been in my whole life, even with all that nonsense because craziness. But one more thing we should bring to everybody's attention mr hewson i'm guessing everybody here has at least googled robert l peters once do you think l stands for longley what bobby longley peters a robert long peters hunter biden investigation comer requests unredacted emails and documents from national archive now this is a request for unredacted emails and documents uh, related to Burisma with the aliases and these uh, uh, pseudonyms that apparently people were using. Now, I'm not talking about the one that's in uh, Hunter Biden's phone, Pete Pete, uh, but I'm talking about Robert L. Peters. Again, as I made a joke with you, a new uh, meaning for the uh, the big guy. I got dude that says a lot of names. Yeah. I, I mean... I would like to think that they're going to be able to find most of this information. Obviously, this is a way to thwart investigation. If you're using pseudonyms and you're doing, you know, FOIA requests and whatnot, you're doing search terms. And if you're not, no, if you don't know to look for Robert L. Peters, you're not going to look for Robert L. Peters. But sure, now they do. Now they know. So now they know, and they have all these other uh, um, uh, aliases too. Apparently, again, I think this is part of the takedown of biden um i don't think we'll ever really fully know because that would obviously out have to senate right as doing the same thing here but and our climate policies are yeah um when did we start using czar uh obama that's true obama did the auto czar and the jobs czar well the, remember when the remember he did the the job the cl- cash for clunkers yep so there was a czar. I believe that was the first time I ever heard the word czar, like as an unofficial, like label of uh, authority or something. But yeah, that if I had to pick, that's where I'm going to guess it was birthed out of the cash for clunkers. Fair. The fact that I even remember cash for clunkers goes to show how old I am, though. So I remember that. That was a terrible plan. Um, I don't know what else we should talk about here like i feel like this is all stuff that's going to come to a head here rather quickly all right Um, go ahead here's where we're gonna go with this yeah search your brain search the farthest parameters of your 
logical reasoning that you can muster right now. AL Rookie of the Year, Joe Charbonneau. Good. Now, now that we're in that frame, give me the answer to this question. Give me any legitimate, above-board reason that the vice president is using a pseudonym and sending emails from a pseudonym while acting as the vice president. You ready? Yes. OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans didn't exist yet. Well, all right. Well, he was a pr- he give was a, pre- me a reason why he's he yeah. There is no reason. Right, give me any legitimate yeah. reason you got. I mean, the only reason to have a pseudonym is for anonymity. Right. It's the only reason. There's only it's to hide who you are. So. It's yeah, not there's a stage name for God's no. sake. He's the vice president. Yeah, like if he had a, you know, a comic routine and came out as Bobby Peters every once in a while, eh, that'd be fun. Awesome. Right. That's not, not, not this. That's not happening. No, this is, and the idea that they didn't just own this early on means, of course, it's nefarious and they didn't want you to know about it. Like, I don't understand how a single person can still be supporting this gentleman for the office of the presidency. I don't understand how anyone outside of Jill Biden is pulling. For, uh, even Hunter Biden's got to be like, come on, man. You're going to get me sent to prison if you keep running for president. Just go away. Well, whoever's pulling. I mean, listen, the Tony Blinkens of the world, they're loving life right now. You know, right. I mean, there's some people who are plugged in who are just living off the. Yeah, know. the entire Obama yes. cabinet is basically running the show at this point. Yeah. So. All right. I'm guessing we'll, this will not be the last time we talk about the uh, Biden crime family here on the uh, Sports Clicks and Politics. So another uh, short show here for us today. Hopefully that helps your uh, your daily sk- busyness schedule. I mean, I'm not lighting it up on you on the schedule these days, so we'll get after it. Yeah. There's more to do. Definitely more to do. All right. On that note, do not comply with any mask mandate. Ever. Ever. Uh the silent majority is bigger than you think. Uh, just, I don't know, we, we, we talked on this last week too. Did you see that not only does Oliver Anthony have the number one song, he has the number two song now and the number three song, not signed. Number one album, John Rich, not signed. I mean, these, there is a, there, is a, there is a group of people that aren't calculated for in the political polls, in the political structure that's there. And that's, you know, people like to refer to this as the uh, silent majority right there, but I think it's a real thing. And I think if, in fact, they try to implement mask mandates, we will see the silent majority become not so silent anymore. I hope. I'm, I'm rooting for that, actually. Yeah. So. At some point, just stop rolling over and taking it. Just yeah. say no. Yeah. And like I said, there's, 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 I guarantee there's more of us who will stand up and say no. This time. that will stand up and be like, "You better do it." Like, they, they, there's no way people are going to be that have that much conviction telling me to wear a mask as opposed to me telling them to go screw themselves. I'm not wearing a mask. Like, we're going to have the passion and the conviction more than the people who are going to try to force this on us because they all know it's bullshit. Right? Yeah. Like, like we've had to acknowledge that it didn't do anything. It yeah. didn't stop anything, and we did it just for show. And so now, if you're if I'm out and about and you come at me like, "Where is your mask?" Like. You don't seriously believe this, right? Like, you're not this far gone. Yes. Right? Have you seen this, too? So this is the, the, my new comeback. I haven't yet to use it yet, but I will. I'm waiting to use this. Oh, boy. And this is, I didn't make this up. I've just seen it kind of in the inter- interwebs. But people who say, oh, about your, uh, uh, how tight is your, uh, you know, tinfoil hat or whatever, right? And you would say, like, oh, well, how tight is your blindfold, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a nice pushback to the idea of that, hey, you're a crazy person. Like, yeah, well, you're blind. So it's fair. I'm going to try to use that where I can at some point. I did see after the ivermectin stuff just came out where they had that study that said it absolutely reduced deaths in COVID patients. 
And somebody was mocking the FDA's stance where they had sent out a tweet that said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop it. And somebody responded, like, quote, tweeted it and said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, you're a sheep. And I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of what turned into here. Yeah, they got they uh, defended the FDA defended their that tweet by saying it was just a quip and that it wasn't really meant for any kind of authoritarian position. Like they weren't trying to make a statement; they were just trying to be funny. That's what they. That's what their defense was. Oh, that's a flimsy defense. Yeah. Well, load up on ivermectin, I guess. I gotta go buy some. Yeah, I don't I know why. You, I think right now you'd probably be able to get it. I only because there was a time where you couldn't get it for right because right, people wanted it and doctors weren't prescribing it. So you jump on the internet real quick. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to leave the folks with here? Something on a positive note? Uh, you like to share your pasta recipe? I mean, it's the double O pasta flour with three eggs. Couldn't be simpler. 300 grams of the flour, three eggs. Makes enough pasta for about six to eight people. And you can make that into any pasta? It doesn't have to be spaghetti? No. We made it like thin fettuccine noodles. Gotcha. I, I got a little carried away with how thin I was getting the dough. But it's all right. It was still very good. Um, other than that, yeah, like, listen, go cook with your family tonight. Have fun. Go touch grass. Get a community. Get people that you're friends with and go talk to them in person. Get off the goddamn internet. It's the best advice I can offer anybody. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. So on that note, we'll leave you all again for another week. We'll see you all again next Monday for episode 145. All right. Getting up there. Yeah, we are. All right. See you guys next Monday.